yo, yo. Welcome to the Damn Out of Think About That podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Vincent Henderson Jr. And, um, damn, I got a little happy with the intro today. Shit, I was glad to hear it. You know, because, um, I've been gone for about a week. And let me tell you about this week, ladies and gentlemen. It turns out that I had used up all of my allotted time to create podcasts on Buzzsprout this weekend. Well, last week. Well, for the month, actually, shit. So I had to take a step back from it and wait till I get my allotted time again. So that's up with that. And then it got hacked. As in, I was trying to upload a podcast Sunday and it was hacked. So you couldn't do nothing with the site. Couldn't do nothing on the site. Couldn't upload them. So, well, I was like, well, all right, then. And then on my SD card, I guess I didn't save what I had done. So it just didn't. It, when I got up, it just wasn't on there the next day. So I was like, well, all right, fuck it. I'll just record it again. So here I am. And um, today I'm bringing you Claude Bristol. Claude Bristol, you know, I think he was around back in the 1920s. He's old as fuck. You know what? I'm going to get them to them come and check this uh fire extinguisher. This son of a bitch keep on beeping, man. It's getting on my damn nerve. I'm going to get them to come and check that tomorrow. But, yeah, Claude Bristol is old. I mean, shit, he probably was dead before a lot of, a lot of us was even born. But um, this is called The Secret Knowledge of Believing. So, um... Without further ado, I'm going I'm to key this up, and um, i catch y'all on the other side, ladies and gentlemen. I have read literally thousands of books on modern psychology, metaphysics, ancient magic, voodooism, yogism, theosophy, Christian science, unity, truth, new thought, and many other dealings. It's what I call mind stuff. Many of these books were nonsensical, others strange and many very profound. Gradually, I discovered that there is a golden thread that runs through all the teachings and makes them work for those who sincerely accept and apply them. That thread can be named in a single word. Belief. It is the same element or factor, belief, which causes people to be cured through mental healing, enables others to climb the ladder of success and gets phenomenal results for all who accept it. Why belief as a miracle worker is something that cannot be satisfactorily explained, but have no doubt about it. There's genuine magic in believing. The magic of believing became a phrase around which my thoughts steadily revolved. I've tried to put down these thoughts as simply and as clearly as I could so that everyone can understand. My hope is that anyone who listens will be helped in reaching their goal in life. So, you begin with desire if you ever hope to achieve anything or gain more than you have now. However, as we shall see, there is more to it than mere desire. It has been said that thought attracts that upon which it is directed. Thought attracts that upon which it is directed. It was Job who said, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. 
Our fearful thoughts are just as creative or just as magnetic in attracting troubles to us as are the constructive and positive ones in attracting positive results. So no matter what the character of the thought, it does create after its kind. When this sinks into a man's consciousness, he gets some inkling of the awe-inspiring power which is his to use. I cling to the theory that while thoughts do create and exercise control far beyond any limits yet known to man, they create only according to their pitch, intensity, emotional quality, depth of feeling, or vibratory plane. In other words, comparable to the wavelength and wattage of a radio station, thoughts have a creative or controlling force in the exact ratio of their constancy, intensity, and power. Let me try to clarify that. While many explanations have been offered, no one knows whether thought is a form of electrical energy or something else yet to be defined. But I have been an experimenter in that branch of electricity known as high frequency, pioneered by the great genius Nikola Tesla. And whenever I think of thought and its radiations and vibrations, I instinctively link them up with electricity and its phenomena. In this manner, they become more understandable to me. All persons living in high altitudes have felt and sometimes observed the electric spark resulting from walking across the room, then touching some metallic substance. That, of course, is a form of static electricity generated by friction. It gives you an idea of how one kind of electricity can be developed through the body. Sigmund Freud, the famous Austrian psychoanalyst, brought the world's attention to the hypothesis that there was a powerful force within us, an unilluminated part of the mind, separate from the conscious mind, constantly at work molding our thoughts, feelings, and actions. Others have called this division of our mental existence the soul. Some call it the superego, the inner power, the superconsciousness, the unconscious, the subconscious, and various other names. It isn't an organ or so-called physical matter such as we know the brain to be. Nevertheless, it is there, and from the beginning of recorded time, man has known that it exists. The ancients often referred to it as the spirit. Paracelsus called it the will. Others have called it the mind, an adjunct to the brain. Some have referred to it as conscience, the creator of the still, small voice within. Still others called it intelligence and have asserted that it is a part of the supreme intelligence to which we are all linked. No matter what we call it, I prefer the word subconscious, it is recognized as the essence of life, and the limits of its powers are unknown. It never sleeps, it comes to our support in times of great trouble, it warns us of impending danger. Often it aids us in what seems impossible. It guides us in many ways and when properly employed performs so-called miracles. Perhaps the most effective method of bringing the subconscious into practical action is through the process of making mental pictures, using the imagination, perfecting an image of the thing or situation as you would have it exist in physical form. This is usually referred to as visualization. However, before this visualization can work, you must really believe. I refer now to deep-seated belief, 
a firm and positive conviction that goes through every fiber of your being when you believe at heart and soul as the saying goes now call it a phase of emotion a spiritual force a type of electrical vibration anything you please but that's the force that brings outstanding results it sets the law of attraction into operation and enables sustained thought to correlate with its object this belief changes the tempo of the mind or thought frequency and like a huge magnet draws the subconscious forces into play changing your whole aura and affecting everything about you and often people and objects at great distances it brings into your individual sphere of life results that are sometimes startling after studying the various mystical religions and different teachings and systems of mind stuff one is impressed with the fact that they all have the same basic modus operandi and that is through repetition the repeating of certain mantras words formulas or just plain mumbo-jumbo is common with witch doctors voodoo high priest hexers and many other followers of strange cults they use them to evoke the spirits or work black magic one finds the same principle at work in chants, incantations, litanies, daily lessons, also the frequent praying of the Buddhists and Muslims alike, the affirmation of the theosophists and the followers of unity, the absolute, truth, new thought, divine science. In fact, it is basic to all religions, although here it is white magic instead of black magic. This brings us to the law of suggestion through which all forces operating within its limits are capable of producing phenomenal results. That is, it is the power of suggestion and auto-suggestion, your own to yourself, or hetero-suggestion coming to you from outside sources that starts the machinery into operation or causes the subconscious mind to begin its creative work. And right here is where the affirmations and repetitions play their part. It's the repetition of the same chant, the same incantation, the same affirmations that lead to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Now, this is the same identical force and the same mechanics that Hitler used in building up the German people to attack the world. A reading of Mein Kampf will verify that. Dr. René Fauvel, a famous French psychologist, explained it by saying that Hitler had a remarkable understanding of the law of suggestion and its different forms of application. It was with uncanny skill and masterly showmanship that he mobilized every instrument of propaganda in his mighty campaign of suggestion. Hitler openly stated that the psychology of suggestion was a terrible weapon in the hands of anyone who knew how to use it. Let's see how he worked it to make the Germans believe what he wanted them to, and once that belief took hold, how they started their campaign of terror. Slogans, huge signs, posters, massed flags appeared throughout Germany. Hitler's picture was everywhere. One Reich, one folk, one leader became the chant. It was heard everywhere. Today we own Germany, tomorrow the entire world. The marching song of the German youths came from thousands of throats daily. Such slogans as, Germany has waited long enough. Stand up, you are the aristocrats of the Third Reich. Germany is behind Hitler to a man, and hundreds others. Bombarded the people 24 hours a day. 
from billboards, sides of buildings, the radio and the press. Every time they moved, turned around or spoke to one another, they got the idea that they were a superior race and under the hypnotic influence of this belief, strengthened by repeated suggestion, they started out to prove it. Unfortunately for them, there were other nations who also had strong national beliefs that eventually became the means of bringing defeat to the Germans. I know that it is difficult for the average person who knows nothing of the subject to accept the idea that all is within. But surely the most materialistic person must realize that as far as he himself is concerned, nothing exists on the outside plane unless he has knowledge of it or unless it becomes fixed in his consciousness. It is the image created in his mind that gives reality to the world outside of him. Happiness sought by many and found by few, therefore, is a matter entirely within ourselves. Our environment and the everyday happenings of life have absolutely no effect on our happiness except as we permit mental images of the outside to enter our consciousness. Happiness is wholly independent of position, wealth, or material possessions. It is a state of mind which we ourselves have the power to control. And that control lies with our thinking. Emerson said, what is the hardest task in the world? To think. Obviously this is so when one considers that most of us are victims of mass thinking and feed upon suggestions from others. We all know that the law of cause and effect is inviolable. Yet how many of us ever pause to consider its workings? The entire course of a man's life has many times been changed by a single thought, which coming to him in a flash became a mighty power that altered the whole current of human events. History is replete with the stories of strong-minded, resolutely willed individuals who steadfastly holding to their inner convictions have been able to inspire their fellow man and in the face of tremendous and determined opposition have literally created out of nothing great businesses, huge empires, and new worlds. They had no monopoly of thought power. You and every man and woman have it. All you have to do is use it. You will then become the person you envisage in your imagination. Know yourself. Know your power. Faithfully use the cards and the mirror techniques and you will get results far beyond your fondest expectations. Just believe that there is a genuine creative magic in believing and magic there will be. For belief will supply the power which will enable you to succeed in everything you undertake. Back your belief with a resolute will and you will become unconquerable a master of men among men, yourself. Well, I hope that y'all was listening up to that. Um, Claude Bristol, I'm going to have to buy his fucking book. I'm going to have to buy it. Um, that's one that I got to get in my collection. So, the next podcast is going to be with a YouTuber by the name of Spiritual Soul. And um, the name of the uh, 
recording is if you don't have any friends and you don't fit in. Damn, and you know what? I'm about to do something about this fire extinguisher right now. But um, the name of it is if you don't have any friends and don't fit in. So, guys, be, keep a lookout for that. And I'm moving.